This season, the Old Gold Club and Wolves TV Matchday Live are powered by Blythe Group. An industry-leading construction company and family-run business since 1982, driving investment and infrastructure across the UK. Blythe Group's mission is to provide an unrivaled service based on innovative, bespoke building solutions and comprehensive customer support. If you're a skilled tradesperson and you want to join the team that powers our team, contact their bases in Wolverhampton, Manchester or Maidenhead via theblythegroup.co.uk. Blythe Group. Big enough to deliver, small enough to care. Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group, official partner of Wolverhampton Wanderers. So hello there and welcome to Old Gold Club, My Golden Game, a new series where we are talking to ex-players, ex-managers, some current players and managers, maybe two as well, and fans to talk about the memorable matches that meant the most to them. Delighted to say hello, Dennis Irwin. Uh, hello, good morning. Um, first of all, how are you, by the way, during lockdown? Um, well, I, I, I suppose the one plus about it is I've, I've had my family around me. Um, we've been able to sit down and chat, which we normally don't do. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's not easy. It's difficult times, obviously. Um, but hopefully we're getting there now. I mean, it's been kind of a period of reflection, I guess, for a lot of people in the game. I imagine you've had plenty of people like me asking you to think back over times in your career. Well, I tell you what, I've never watched so many old games. When I played, when I played, I hardly watched um, old football games. Um, but there's been quite a few on television. Um, so it's been good to see. It looks so much different than today's game. But really good memories, though, of a lot of games. And particularly the one we're going to chat chat about now. Because are you the kind of person... Because there are some players that kind of don't remember a lot. I mean, one of your old teammates, Lee Naylor, famously, if I ask him to do anything, I have to send him the whole game because he doesn't remember anything he played in. Well, I'm surprised with that because normally footballers can remember certainly the bigger games. I can remember most of my big games I played and it's it's the lesser ones, I suppose, the the -the run-of-the-mill ones that you kind of tend to forget. But uh, certainly big games stick in my memory very well. And probably none bigger from a Wolves point of view than the 26th of May 2003 absolutely well it, listen I was I was at a good old age of 37 so I think when you get to that age you, you try to take in as much as possible um, huge game for me huge game for the the people of Wolves um, it'd been I think the club had been waiting a long time to get back up into the, the top league and uh, it turned out to be a fantastic day but uh Great memories, really great memories. Because uh, for a lot of people, for fans especially that day, there would have been a huge amount of nerves around. You'd obviously been there, seen it, done it at a higher level. So were you nervous? Absolutely. Um, I, 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 listen, when you play any game, 
um, whether it's in the Premier League or League One or even below that, I think I think most players should have a little bit of nerves. And of course, it's how you handle them nerves that determine, I suppose, how high you go up on the ladder. But um, yeah, it was, it's it's a huge game. It's as big as as a big a game as you, it, it can come as a one-off. The chance to get into the the Premier League, you know, the, it's where every club wants to be. And at the time, it'd been a long, hard season. I know that we had plenty of ups and downs. Um, post Christmas, we seemed to go on a bit of a run, and certainly going into the playoffs, um, we were probably the form team. But listen, on a one-off, anything can happen. And yeah, there's going to be nerves on the day, whether you're you're 37 year old like me, who's played in plenty of big games, or whether you're you're a young Lee Naylor or a young Julian Lescott or, or Matt Murray or Kenny Miller, who probably the biggest game of the lives. Um, and, and very very young, I'm sure they'll have been extremely nervous as well. Because I, I did a chat with some of those guys the other week. We watched back the game and they kind of talked about the fact that in that dressing room, they kind of looked over and saw people like you and Paul Ince and even Paul Butler as those experienced guys and were kind of like, right, if, if they're coping, then we can cope. Well, I, I, listen, everybody deals with big games in their own manner. Um, you know, I've, I, I was a professional footballer for 22 years and and even the most experienced tough tough hard centre halves I've played with would be the most nervous of per- people and you wouldn't expect that so everybody deals with it in their own ways I've been in dressing rooms where um, players have been playing keepy-uppy they're, they don't look nervous they look as happy as anything you wonder why how they can do that I used to just sit down and yeah I used to just sit down Dwight York being one of them when I was at Manchester United a happy-go-lucky chappy who never seemed to be nervous um, I used to be one that would sit down read a programme, think about the game. And that's the way I used to deal with it. Um, probably not protruding any nerves, but certainly within me, there would have been plenty of butterflies. Because what was your game plan that day? Because watching it back the other week, we all kind of noticed that first 10, 15 minutes, you didn't half put in some tough tackles. Well, I did. <laughs> thanks for the memories. <laughs> game plan is like, my, my game plan, I'm a defender. Um, tried to help my centre-half next to me. Tried to help, uh, which would be Paul Butler. Tried Mr Newton, Sean Newton in front of me and the right midfield, whether it was Incy or, or Colin Cameron. Tried to help them out in a little triangle and just do my job. I, I played in enough games and I've worked under enough managers to know that in any big final, any big massive game, the first goal is always the most important. Um, if you look down the history of finals, I think you'll find that whoever scores the first goal tends to go on and win the game. Because I think the, the opposition maybe get nervous and feel like they have to throw the kitchen sink at it quite early and you can take advantage of that. So the first, I always knew that in big games, first goals were most important and hopefully my experience would have lent to that. But so, yeah, there's nothing wrong with putting in a, a tackle or two, is there? Yeah, honestly, Jody Lescott <laughs> even said straight away he thought you could have got booked and maybe sent off for a couple of those early challenges. Well, I think I, did, I, I, think I got booked in the first half anyway, did I not? <laughs> I'll look that up in a second. I'm sure yeah. I got booked in the first half, but they, listen, <laughs> <laughs> Chef, Sheffield United used to play with wingers anyway. So in the old days, you could kick people anyway. It's only 18 years. Was it? How long ago was it? <laughs> 17 years ago. You get away with a little bit more as well. Do you think you got away with more because of where you were in your career? I think, no, not because of where I am in career, but how you conducted yourself, I think you can get away with a bit more. Um, you know, I was never in the spotlight. Um, 
I mean, I sometimes my ex-teammates used to call me the silent assassin because I could get away with a lot more. Because <laughs> I, I think the, the image of me was being nice, but I think if you speak to players, I wasn't afraid to put, put my foot in. But uh, no, I, listen, it, it, it's, it, it was a huge game. We were all looking forward to it. We'd been on a good run. Uh, we'd got through a particularly tough double-legger against against Reading. I mean, we didn't play particularly wet at ho- well at home, but we did well to recover and weathered the storm down there. So so we were going into the game in, in, in fine fettle. We had plenty of confidence and felt we were on the up, whereas Sheffield United, if memory serves me right, I think they had a long season. They'd have been involved in cup competitions. Um, they'd have been in, probably in the third position as well, where they feel like they, you know, they, they probably felt that they should have gone up automatically. So we were probably in a better mindset going into the game than them. Because it's one of those things that we talk about pressure and kind of expectation and nerves on these kind of games. In that, I know you weren't there the year before, but there will have been maybe a, an aura and a feeling around the place of what had happened that year before, the way it had gone, and and whether you and Paul coming in in the way that you did kind of carried the hopes a lot and the expectations of the fans. Well, I, I think Dave brought myself and Paul in just to bring a bit more experience. He, he said that when I signed. Um, uh, and he said that, oh, listen, we've got a good group group of lads here. A lot of young lads in there coming through or just started playing. Just need that bit of experience, particularly at home games where obviously the pressure builds when, when you don't, you're not winning at home or not playing well. So I think that was first and foremost his objective in bringing us to all these in. And I think I think it paid dividends. We certainly had an up and down year. Um, if memory serves me right, I think our form away from home was just as good as our form at home, which which is unusual. Um, but I think really, I mean, younger players look up to you anyway. So um, you know you got to you got to be confident in the way you handle yourselves. But it, it's just it, listen, it's a one-off game. I think anything can happen. And as a as a Wolves fan growing up as well, you know, what I mean, I think there was there wasn't many of us in Ireland back in the seventies. Uh, <laughs> it was great for me joining the club. It really was. And my, in, 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 within within what eight or nine months, to play in such a big 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 game um, was fantastic. I actually was at Oldham when the foot when the um, the playoffs were introduced in in nineteen nineteen eighty six eighty seven, and we were the first club to finish third. Uh, and lose out, and in, in the end, we lost out to my old team, Leeds United. So I knew I knew the experience and the pressure of of, of playoffs. I know Wolves have didn't have a great history of no. playoffs p- prior to this game. So I think there was a there was an awful lot of pressure on us, um, and because we had such a, I suppose an experience, some some good experienced players there who'd come in the previous two or three years for for, for monies, you know, a lot a lot was expected of us. Where did the Wolves fan thing come from? I don't know. I just, I grew up, I played for a local football team back in Cork. And myself and a friend of mine um, just just started supporting Wolves in, in the John Richards era. And I, I don't know why. Um, I don't forget the Wolves were a good team in the, yeah. in the 70s, mid-70s. Um, at that stage, a lot of my friends were becoming Liverpool fans because they were very much on the front foot. My first memory of watching football is the FA Cup final of 74, 
um, or Liverpool hammered hammered Newcastle. But no, I, I went against the grain and became a Wolves fan. There was a lot of United Manchester United fans around at the time, a lot of Arsenal fans as well, and a few Spurs fans. So yeah, I went totally against the grain and became a Wolves fan. So I, I was absolutely delighted when they came in for me when when my when I when I left Manchester United, and even more so when after having a, a a tough first four or five months that we were on a bit of a roll and, and ended up playing this in this fantastic game. So you wanted to be uh, Derek Parkin when you were younger? Absolutely, absolutely. I think, well, you know, the, 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 there is a branch of Wolverhampton Wanderers fans actually um, back in Cork and I didn't know that till I joined, joined Wolves, what, what, 30, 20, 30, 40 years later or whatever. It's amazing. And from, you mentioned kind of the the game the build up to it that was your 52nd game of the season at 37 yeah that's remarkable Dennis well I've always been fit I've been lucky with injuries um my record in playing games you know I had 12 years at United four at Oldham and I had four including two years in apprenticeship at Leeds is, is fairly healthy um, and as I said I stayed clear of of major injuries you know to, to knees and ankles and all that so I always I was always fairly fit but certainly that was a long year I mean I haven't come back the year before at United my last year United I didn't play in that many games I think I played in about 20 um, but to jump from 20 to to 50 uh, you know the numbers, fifty-two, fifty-four, something like that. It's been a, yeah. it's been a long, long season, and um, uh, but it was enjoyable, very enjoyable. Um, I think the manager might have rested me for the last couple of league games, if memory serves me right, just to give me a little bit of a rest. Because initially, I went there just to play league games. I think he was going to rest me in in, in league cup games and FA Cup games, which I ended up playing because. They were important at the time, particularly the FA Cup, because we were going through a bit of a difficult time in around Christmas. And I think we came up against, you, know, you, you probably can correct me on this, a Newcastle or a Leicester in round three and four or something like that. And um, games we needed to win to get up and running, which we did. Fortunately, we did. So I probably played in a lot more games than, than was expected, but I loved every single minute of it. I really did. Yeah, it was. It was Newcastle. I think probably a lot of people talk about that as the turning point yeah. of that season. I just wondered, like, cause it, would you have trained an awful lot in the build-up to that final? Well, I, I, you just tick over. Um, you're not going to get kind of any fitter at that stage of the season. You, you hope the work you've done pre-season and, and the amount of matches you play, you tick over training anyway because the matches are come thick and fast and when you're playing in, in a championship and, and you're playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. So there's no real time for training. So in between the last game of the season and, and the start of the playoffs, which have been fairly quick, I think at, at, at that stage of the season, it's just a, man, man, a manner of just ticking over, keeping fit and making sure that you, you stay clear of injury. Because I think Paul Butler told me that there was a few of you that used to travel down and you'd just be asleep in the car on the way to training. And the, nah, I tell back. you lies there. I would never <laughs> sleep. Not, not with him, the way he drove anyway. <laughs> He's telling the lie there. That's what, that's what you get when you get a Man City fan, you see. <laughs> it was a good group though, that wasn't it? That it, really comes across. It was a group group. There was four of us used to travel down. Michael Oakes and, and Mark Kennedy as well. And... Um, yeah, I mean, Mark Kennedy played for City and Liverpool. I should really not travelled with him, to be fair. <laughs> uh, and but big, big Paul Butler was a City fan, but we did. We kept kept each other going. Um, 
I love, I love, I love to play. I love playing football, and it was a huge eye opener for me when I, when I, after twelve years at United, that, that I joined Wolves, and and the the way the club was at that stage, it, it was still building. It, it wasn't quite where it probably should have been, um, but certainly I think that year helped helped the club to move forward, training ground wise, and and that, uh, and and just. I loved it. I really did. That that the two years I had there obviously disappointed to finish the way it was. But my first year there was as good as anything I had at United, and that's that that's that's not easy to say because I've had a few great years there. But the year I, that that year, the momentum, the way it shifted to us after Christmas was great. Because when I talk to the guys, and I say we had quite a few of them on the other week, and they talk about kind of even the the way that you were united in the tunnel against other teams sometimes and things that went on. It was just uh, an incredible bond as a as a whole squad. Well, I, uh, first and foremost, to be a successful team, you, you, you need a, te- a team that works hard, but you need a good team spirit in there where everybody drives for what they want come match there. Um, you get different kind of trainers, trainers who, lads who train very, very light and lads who put everything into it. Um, but it's on match day really with what counts and what the manager demands of you. And, and yeah, certainly we were together. We, we had a healthy squad, i got to say that. Um, we had four or five forwards that were all always capable of scoring goals. I think we were a team that probably scored plenty of goals. Um, I don't know what the... The, the tally is but we were an attacking team um, which sometimes left us open at the back but uh, we were probably a decent team to watch attacking wise I'd say mm. On the game then on that final what half an hour after the penalty save yeah, what goes through your mind at that time? Well I mean listen first half was fantastic for us we got off to a great start I think Matt Kennedy scored within 10 minutes Um Blakey scored after 20 minutes and we popped uh, Kenny popped one in before half time so I don't think you could ask for anything better than a 3-0 three, three lead at half time um, in a big big game um, but you knew they were going to come back at us it's it's human nature and I've played in enough games prior to this that uh, when you go in the lead you kind of protect it um, I, whether you're 1-0 up 2-0 up 3-0 up I think it's just a matter of protection really and that was the case for us in the second half but Matt Murray had to pull off a couple of great saves none better than the penalty save um, which kept kept, I suppose I mean if they had scored just after half time um, it would have given them huge momentum but we did have to defend in the, in the second half particularly in the last 30 minutes um, and I think that's a human nature thing where you come back into your shell and, and, and get closer to each other and leave, don't leave as many gaps and and the front lads kind of drop back a little bit as well. So it was a case of all hands at deck in the last half hour. But it, it, I got to say, it's I mean I haven't played in in too many big games where you know I've been three 0 up at half time. <laughs> that that is a godsend, it really is. Because Matt Murray tells the story of obviously you were playing towards the Wolves fans and that he saw Sir Jack do the big thumbs up on the big screen at the other end and he kind of just then knew as all the flags went up and he can see it all that that's when he knew that you were going to do it did you have a similar moment uh, well uh, probably not i mean listen when you go go into the last 10 5 minutes of a big game and you're three up you kind of think you're almost there anyway but uh, 
been in football long enough. I mean, I played in a, a Champions League final where yes. we scored, we scored, <laughs> we scored in the ninety first and ninety third minute. So I do know strange things happen in football, but we de- we de- we defended very well, very stoutly as a team, uh, and we had to do in the last half hour, as you say. But was there any given moment? I, I, you probably know what the clock counting down and that they kind of that the. They kind of ran out of steam a little bit that we were going to win it, but there's nothing better than hearing that final whistle, knowing that you've won, because a lot of hard work goes into that previous ten months to get you to the position where you are. It's all down to one game, and literally anything can happen. And we, we, you know, we, as I said, the first, the first half, we put away our chances. Uh, gave us a healthy lead and a good breathing space. Um, Matt Murray was superb on the day. He really was. He was mm-hmm. a top keeper, top goal, goal uh, shot stopper. Um, you know, he had great reach. His height obviously was a huge advantage of it uh, for him. And great for a young local lad as well. I think you you always need local lads within your team. And great for young lads to, to, to witness and experience that so early in their careers. And just finally, Dennis, I know, I know it didn't really go as well as well as the club would have hoped, the fans would have hoped, the players would have hoped in the following season. I know you had the moment walking out Old Trafford that you mentioned to me before that kind of was a special moment for you. And I I replied to you, well, they lost. I know. But you, I don't know how much you're aware of kind of just from that group and doing what you did and ending that 19-year way, how much you are revered as a group by fans. That you, I said to the guys the other week, you become immortal because you yeah. were the guys that ended it. Yeah, yeah, part of history, history that will, will never change. Listen, I, I just went in there and did my best. That's all anybody, that's all I've ever done in my life uh, in, in terms of whatever I've done. And I was good enough in that year. And, and the fans who had been waiting a long time and, and a great supporter was as well, by the way, down at, down at Molyneux and travelling distances and obviously ended up down in Cardiff. And it's great that I, my family were down there. I've got good friends from Cardiff who were at the game. Um, you know, to play down there in front of... It, it was a great It was a great day. Live with me. And it was, it was great that young lads were involved as well. Because you always want young lads to be involved. But it was great for the football club, great for the players. And more importantly, great for the fans. Because it's all about them. Football's all about them. Um, uh, and, and great to be part of that as well. Especially growing up as a Wolves fan. Thanks for listening to The Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.